0: baked
2: bread. It's one of the best smells in the world. But it's not enough just to see the hot steaming loaf as it comes out of the oven, or to smell how delicious it must be. You've got to open your mouth and taste it. Well, Jesus is called the bread of life in the Bible. Even though someone else may tell you how good he is, and you've seen some of the good things he's done, you've still got to taste the goodness of God for yourself.
1: Psalm 34 verses 8 and 7 Taste and see that the Lord is good Blessed is the man who trusts in Him The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him Taste and see
2: that the Lord is good Taste and see Taste and see Blessed is the man who trusts in Him Blessed is He The angel of the Lord encamps around Those who fear Him Taste and see that the Lord is good Taste and see Taste and see I sought the Lord and He answered me Taste and see From all my fears, He delivered me. Taste and see. Taste and
3: see. The angel of the Lord Lord
2: encamps around those who fear Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good Taste and see Taste and see Blessed is the man who trusts in Him Blessed is, he. Blessed is He The angel of the Lord encamps around Those who fear Him Taste and see that the Lord is good Taste and see Taste and
4: see
2: Taste and see
1: Sure makes her heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound.
5: messenger, reporting direct from Darius, king of Babylon, to Cyrus, general of the army of the Medes and Persians. Yes, messenger? His majesty sends a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, to every city and Hamlet. His majesty's proclamation? Peace be multiplied unto you. I,
0: Darius, king
5: we'll of skip Babylon. Skip all that. Get to the real message. Well, general, sir, his uh, His majesty's chief governor, Daniel, by name, was uh, cast into a den of lions, but the lions hurt him not. A man
6: cast into a den of lions, and the lions didn't hurt him? That's right, sir.
5: Why, pray tell? Well, that is what his majesty's message is about about. about, sir. Daniel's God, the God of Israel, shut the mouths of the lions so they hurt not Daniel. And His Majesty decrees that all people tremble and fear before the God of Daniel and reverence him because he is the one and only living God. I'd like to meet this man, Daniel. He
6: he was actually put in the den of lions and they didn't hurt him. Not a scratch, General. If ever the chance comes, I'm going to learn more about this uh, Daniel and his God.
5: two years after the army of Persia entered Babylon, the city of Darius, the Persian king died, and General Cyrus found himself sitting upon a throne of the world
6: empire of the Medes and Persians. Almost one of his first acts as king was, Find Daniel, the Israelite captive, and bring him before me at once. Daniel, I am, Your Majesty. The Daniel who was delivered from the den of lions. The god I serve delivered me, Your Majesty. Yes, yes, so I hear. If true, he's the only god I've ever heard about who can actually do things. It is true, King. But how? How did he keep the lions from tearing you to pieces?
5: My god closed their mouths so that they hurt me not, O King. Yes,
6: but how can any god control animals, especially lions, king of all animals?
5: ...of a truth, O king. My God is the creator of those animals... ...and they are all subject to his power. By his power are all things sustained. Many and mysterious are his ways. He delivered Israel from Egyptian bondage. He made walls of water in the midst of the Red Sea... ...so the children of Israel could cross on dry land. By his might, we conquered Canaan. By God's will... But, Daniel, you're forgetting one fact... Israel
6: is no longer even a nation. If Israel's God is all-powerful, as you say, why is it that Israel is no longer a nation? Her people are scattered abroad as
5: slaves and captives. O king, Israel forsook God and worshipped other gods, so God could no longer fight Israel's battles and help her. That, That sounds reasonable, Daniel. But, O king, God is faithful, his miracles to perform for all who love and honor and worship him. That is why he closed the mouths of the lions for you. I love God, yet I am weak and sinful, but God loves me. He is willing and anxious to forgive me my sins and be my strength in times of trouble and my shield against the forces of evil. You are very
6: wise and a diplomat, Daniel. Your God chose well when he chose you as his ambassador.
5: Oh, Cyrus, great king of the Medes and Persians, my God has also chosen thee. Decades ago, he chose thee for a special and important task. Your God has chosen me. He doesn't even know me, and
6: no one knows
5: the future. God knows the future as well as the past, O King. Over 100 years ago, King, God, through his servant and prophet Isaiah, foretold exactly what you would do. Me? How can you be sure he was talking about me? God called you by name, your
6: majesty. I I cannot believe that. It it is written
5: on parchment. It can be proved, your majesty. Uh, What was said about me? Uh, What task am I to perform? God said through Isaiah, his prophet, Cyrus is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built and to the temple... Thy foundation shall be laid. Really, Daniel, he, he mentioned me by name.
6: Show me in the scroll where it says that. I will bring his majesty the scroll. Cyrus is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. Oh, Oh, that's wonderful. Your God called me by name, me, Cyrus. Then I will say, Jerusalem, thou shalt be built. Scribe, get a parchment. In the presence of Daniel and my court, write this proclamation and send it by swift messengers throughout all my kingdom. The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an house at Jerusalem. Who is is there there among you you, of all the Israelites,
7: whose whose God God be with him, and who will go to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel? And whosoever remaineth in Babylon or any place where he now is, Let the men of that place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts besides the freewill offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem.
1: Continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1 800 634 0234. That's 1 800 634 0234. Now, here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. W. God promises to walk with me. Time.
7: My you guys are in great voice. Thank you for singing so beautifully. Okay, Kids Bible Club. Tonight we continue to hear from our members about their favorite Bible text. Henry, I think it's your turn this week.
1: Thanks, Pastor Perez. My favorite Bible text is the very first one in the Bible. Genesis
7: 1 1. Okay, let's all open our Bibles to that passage. Henry will read the text and then tell us why it's important to him.
1: Genesis <clears> 1 <throat> 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth.
7: Wow, Henry, very impressive reading. I wanted
1: to sound like one of those preachers on TV.
7: And you did. So tell us, why is that verse so important to you? Because of monkeys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Henry, been looking in the mirror lately?
7: Thank you, Hannah. Let's let Henry talk now. You'll get your turn.
1: Yeah, Hannah, let's let Henry talk. Anyway, the other day I was reading about monkeys and dinosaurs, and the book said that dinosaurs roamed the Earth millions of years ago and that humans were once monkeys. Some still are. (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. But the text, and the other texts in Genesis say that we didn't come from monkeys god created us i like that better i'd much rather have been created by someone who loves me instead of just becoming me after i was a monkey or something strange like that
7: well put henry i agree god is our creator genesis 1 1 reminds us of that fact give henry a big hand for his great reading and lesson (laughs)
1: oh very funny
2: Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
3: I
4: This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 9, The Bullies Come Back As soon as Sammy arrived home, he got the library book that he had just discussed with Mrs. Shue and the others. Then he found Grandmother and Grandfather. They were sitting in the living room. Sammy's grandfather was reading the newspaper, and his grandmother was mending a hole in a pair of Sammy's pants. Grandmother... "'Grandfather,' Sammy began, "'can I talk to you about something?' "'Sure, Sammy,' Grandfather said, putting his paper down. "'Sammy told his grandparents his first suspicion "'about a secret room in Mr. Chambers' house "'and then learning about the Underground Railroad. "'He also told them about the trip "'to the Smith & Bowers Architectural Firm "'and Mr. Chambers' slip about the bathroom downstairs. "'Then he showed them the book he and the others "'had just discussed at Mrs. Shoe's house "'and about the lesson they learned.' "'People all through history have needed to hide to be safe "'because other people were mean to them "'for being different,' Sammy said. "'He lowered his voice. "'I even did that with Mr. Chambers,' Sammy said. "'The other kids did, too. "'We've always heard he was mean and scary, "'so we believed it, too. "'It sounds like Mrs. Shu helped you understand "'what you were doing,' Grandfather said. "'She sure did,' Sammy answered. "'But I'm still curious as to why a secret room "'would be needed in a house around here.' Mrs. Xu said that lots of the Chinese in America 100 years ago were disliked and had to be careful. She thought you and grandmother might be able to tell me something about them and if they needed to hide out. Grandmother looked up from her sewing. A wise smile passed between her and Sammy's grandfather. Then grandfather ran his fingers through his hair and sighed. "'Well, Sammy,' Grandfather began, "'I don't know a whole lot about what the Chinese were treated like 100 or more years ago, "'but I do know how your grandmother and I were treated when we first came to America.' Grandfather paused. Sammy saw his eyes take on a far-off look, like he was trying to look back at the past. "'We came here in 1943. "'World War II is being fought, "'and Japan was one of the enemy countries helping Germany fight the United States.' Although we weren't Japanese, Asian people do look a lot alike, so we were looked upon as the enemy, too. He looked over at Grandmother. No one would even let us rent a nice apartment, even though we could afford it. The place we finally got was in terrible condition, and it took me forever to find a job. No one would hire me, even though I was a skilled tailor. He stopped again and exchanged another smile with Grandmother. But times did get better as people put the war behind them. "'Today, most people treat us just like anybody else.' "'That must have been tough,' Sammy said softly. "'Do you think it was even worse back in the 1870s and 1880s?' he asked." I know that thousands of Chinese were in the United States during that time, Grandfather answered. They were expert miners in China, so when gold was discovered in California in the 1840s and 1850s, many sailed to California to try their luck in the gold fields, but I'm not too clear on what happened to all of them after that. My American history isn't very good. Thanks anyway, Grandfather, Sammy said. Sammy went to his room to do his homework. Whispers curled up next to him on the bed. He was just finishing his math assignment when Grandmother called him to dinner. He sat down with his grandfather and Grandmother and said the blessing. He thought about the secret room while he ate. May I please be excused, Sammy asked after he finished his meal and had wiped his mouth. Excused to go where, Grandmother asked. Well, the rest of the Shoebox kids are meeting after dinner for a quick softball game. We haven't played since last week. Is your homework done, Grandfather asked. "'Yep,' Sammy replied, "'and I don't have any tests tomorrow.' "'Okay,' grandfather said, "'but make sure you start home before dusk. "'It gets dark earlier this time of year.' "'Yes,' grandfather Sammy said. "'He grabbed his cap and glove and was out the door in a flash. "'When Sammy arrived at the lot next to Mr. Chambers' house, "'Maria, Chris, and Jenny were already there. "'Soon, Mr. Teller pulled up and Willie got out. "'A short time later, Dee Dee rounded the corner "'and ran down the street to the lot.' Everyone's here, Maria said. Let's choose up sides. A few minutes later, the game was in full swing. Sammy eyed Mr. Chambers' house to see if a window was open. He sure didn't want to hit another ball into his house. Batter up, Chris said. He spit on his hands and gripped the bat tightly. Jenny fired a pitch. Chris hit a pop fly high into the air. It landed in Maria's glove, and she excitedly held up her glove with the ball in it. Chris walked away from the home plate and was replaced by Sammy. Sammy swung the bat a couple times and got ready for the pitch. Hey, looky, Doug. Look who's getting ready to hit the ball. I think he'll strike out. The Bully brothers had returned. And looky over there, Larry said. There are the rest of the goody-goody kids. Sammy felt the anger rise in him. How can this be happening again, he wondered. Come on, he said to the others. Let's just keep playing jenny pitched the ball sammy swung and missed one brother nudged the other see i told you he couldn't hit the ball doug said loudly well maybe he didn't hear us maybe none of them did larry replied i guess we'll just have to get closer doug said Before the shoebox kids knew what was happening, the bullies had started walking toward them, and just like last week, the kids began to move away from them until they were running. They took off across the field. Maria pushed Willie's wheelchair, but it was hard to go very fast across the bumpy ground. Sammy was worried. The brothers knew about the oak roots and sidewalk now. They wouldn't be tripped up this time. Please, God, Sammy said, we need to get away from these bullies again. They continued on across the field right toward Mr. Chambers' house. Sammy was in the lead and saw Mr. Chambers appear on the porch first. Mr. Chambers yelled something at them. "'Oh, no, not again,' Sammy said out loud. "'This is just what happened last week. Nothing's changed.' But then he realized Mr. Chambers was telling them to come in the house. He waved an arm to them. "'Maybe God is using Mr. Chambers to help us this time,' Sammy thought. "'Come on!' Sammy yelled over his shoulder to the others. "'Into Mr. Chambers' house!' The others slowed down a little. Are you nuts? Chris asked. Stop judging by the way things look, Sammy quoted. Be fair and judge by what is really right. The kids nodded and followed Sammy up the ramp onto the porch and through the door Mr. Chambers was holding open. Then Mr. Chambers slammed the door behind them. have heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids
0: book nine the secret of the hidden room written by nancy speck edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing
4: association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call
0: 1-800-765-6955 the children come please let the children come
7: children's bible journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net